Welcome to Never in the Story, a rewatch podcast where we watch the movies of our childhood, along with Tepper, a grown man who's never seen them before. I'm your host, Ivan. Sorry I'm late. <laughs> I'm Chris, and I'm a rocket ship on my way to Mars. I'm Connor, and I may be sick, but my voice is good enough to record. And I'm Tepper. This week, we'll be watching The Illusionist, directed by Neil Berger, released in 2006. So that the crew would not have to use CGI to fake the magical illusion scene, Norton received intensive training in sleight of hand and other stage magic techniques from British magician James Friedman and American magician Ricky Jay. Connor brought this movie to us this week. Why? Basically the same reasons I brought the movie last time. Uh, this is basically a very similar movie. It came out at a very similar time, except this is the shittier one. Let's go. Oh, you're spoiling the movie. <laughs> I, I basically figured. These movies often get confused with one another because they came out very close to each other and they are both about magicians. They sure are. Probably. And once again, I'm real into magicians and magic. <laughs> As are so many people in security. It's not even funny. I mean, it especially checks with you. <laughs> Like, definitely, like, as soon as you're just like, yeah, I was really into magicians, like, kind of like, yeah, that, that checks out. Yeah, yeah, it does. <laughs> there, there's, through this podcast, there's been so many pieces of knowledge I've learned about you all, and basically every single one I go like, yeah, yeah, makes sense. But yeah, I'm, I'm excited to watch this one, especially right after The Prestige, so. Yeah. Um, we could... Uh, does anyone else have a connection to this film? I watched both of these the year they came out. Um, no, is really the real answer. <laughs> <laughs> They're films. I don't know anything about this one. Because um, um, all the things I did know were about the prestige. So Yeah, my like fleeting impression from when I was 15 or whatever and I saw these is that the prestige wanted to be a superhero movie and that this wanted to win an Oscar. That's fairly accurate. This did tour a lot of film festivals. Huh. This was at the height of uh, Edward Norton and uh, Giamatti. um, Giamatti mania, if you will. (laughs) Rolls off the tongue, honestly. I won't, yeah. just to save time. Um, but yeah, as we learned last time, uh, I guess we can just jump to this poster that we've briefly talked about previously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we've already looked at this poster, but yeah. it's sick. We didn't, I don't think we had the full Tepper description. Yeah, I, I, though, so. I think we, yeah, I believe we cut it off just because it was turning into an illusionist uh, podcast. So please describe the poster and tell us what you think the movie's about about photoshopped crows yeah Yeah. it's a a bad um constantine movie is what i see (laughs) (laughs) uh so at the top from producers of crash and sideways oh oh what (laughs) yeah actually i gotta quit who here has seen crash hand up uh i don't think so anyway i don't think it's a very good no doesn't look Um, like it have you guys seen Sideways? No. 
Sideways was the thing that started the Paul Giamatta mania. It was like, oh man, this is so amazing. Like every generation has a like d- dudes, uh, like middle aged dudes go cheat on their wives movie, basically. Ah, uh. and that was that. Um, and we were all really excited about Paul Giamatti, so I can see why you know Every you're bringing together. Every time I look at Crash, I just get Crash Bandicoot. Crash <laughs> is the one about car crashes, right? Am I remembering the right one? No, no, that's the one about um, what's that? Race in America. Oh, yes. What was I thinking of? Well, I don't uh, know. A different movie named Crash, potentially. Oh, maybe there's a movie. There's about... a ninety. There's a ninety-six movie and a two thousand four movie. I don't, I don't know which is which. Crash. I don't know. Maybe I haven't seen Crash. Then. I think I've seen Crash. Is that the one about nine eleven? Well, like what happens after nine eleven? There's a ninety-six David Cronenberg's Crash. <laughs> I like it. We've we've all seen a different movie <laughs> called Crash. <laughs> there's a lot of movies called Crash. Okay. You know Crash, the one where the robots take over Mars. <laughs> Oh, so there's a 96 movie and a 97 movie, both called Crash. Turns out two uh, magician movies in the same year is not even as confusing as this. Oh my god. We're in a fucking rabbit hole. Let's go. Welcome to the Crash podcast. (laughs) Stop naming your movies Crash. Well, how can you put, it's just like, yeah, we produced Crash. You know the one. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I don't know which one. Yeah, so there's um, but yeah, there's three out. of them. I've seen none of them. <laughs> there are three people in this poster. Um, yeah, yeah. So they're in like a forest on like what looks like a bridge or some kind of uh, road or path of some kind. Uh, there's badly um, photoshopped crows on the cover, and there's three characters. Um, two guys looking cool, Edward Norton and Paul Giamatti in uh, like nice suits and jackets. And then there's uh, Jessica Biel. Um, and she's just there. She a hottie. She's like fine. She being hot. And then at the bottom says uh, the illusionist. Nothing is what it seems. Bring it home on DVD, January 9th. Yeah, they. I couldn't find a good copy of the poster since the poster was only at, like, film festivals, I think. Huh. So, this is the DVD cover, but it's it's the same image. Yeah, like, uh, as we discussed previously in the last episode, this is a much better poster than the, um, than the, the Prestige. Prestige. Yeah. And w- as we also established, uh, we're excited to see that this ties directly into Sorcerer's Apprentice. Yes. Magic is stored in the ball. Magic is stored in the ball and the <laughs> shoe. And he's got the leather shoes. Mm-hmm. Yep. This is bad Photoshop. Like, I'm not good at Photoshop, and I feel like I could do this. Edward Norton doesn't even look like... Edward Norton looks like a drawing I did of Edward Norton. Do you know what I mean? His face is all yeah. fucked up. I think the it's the intention of the, like sun behind him but it's yeah not done well no it looks like he's like animated in in um in, uh, christmas express what's that fucking horrifying film called oh polar express polar express 
He uh, looks like a Polar Express. He looks like Polar Express. Hey, hey, I will not hear Polar Express slander on this podcast, okay? It's, oh, it's a masterpiece of terror. I'm sorry. No, <laughs> no, it's a, it is a great movie. Very fun. Sod in theaters. Um, Polar Express is good. Go watch Polar Express. I love the book. That's my experience. Oh, the, the book is also very, very good. They really could have used with a fourth crow model to diversify. Yeah, it really no. comes from the Reign of Fire Photoshop school. <laughs> I could only find three free pictures of crows. The fourth one was going to cost me money. <laughs> so I just mirrored it. I wonder for how many of these covers it is literally just... For- bring up google free crow pictures whatever free crow pictures there are they're going on the cover that's it that's professional work i mean free stock images are great because there often aren't as many strict rules about making money off of them yeah like it makes sense it's just funny because like i feel like if you ask most people what the standard for professional cover work is it'd be higher than this but like yeah like free is free i would hope they'd at least provide whoever's making this poster with the cg crows from the movie no that would be that would make sense listen they made the poster then they made the movie (laughs) (laughs) you you don't even need a script nowadays you just go to a go to a studio with a poster that you photoshopped in an hour that's it that's all that's needed you show it around it's just like, it's like, okay, now we have to do casting. It's done. It's on the poster. It's on the poster. <laughs> you cast these people. But Edward Norton isn't free. Well, he's got to be free. He's on the poster. Poster can't just lie. Who would do that? Just lie on a poster? Not the producers from Crash. And Sideways. Which Crash? <laughs> <laughs> I want to watch all three crashes. <laughs> That's part of the illusion. <laughs> Nothing is what it seems when it, you're dealing Podcast with crash. Podcast content will watch all three crashes. Oh god. Uh, I'll I'll put all three of them on back to back and not tell you which is which. <laughs> oh man. Ooh, crash you don't roulette. You need to tell us which one's which. I already know which one it is. It's crash. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but what a year of crash. Crash. Bandicoot. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So this poster's probably about magicians. Yeah, like it's again, like it, it's better than the Prestige poster, but I think that one was just that one was just bad at conveying literally anything about the movie. But there's faces and smoke, and shadow. The Prestige. Yeah. <laughs> All right. See you after the film. One version of the story was that the man himself then vanished. Along with the tree. Who knows what actually happened. And we're back. So, what did everyone think? That sucked. Yeah, I told you what I thought about it before we started. Yeah. (laughs) You were right. You were absolutely right. It sucked. I don't know if I'd say it sucked. By by the end of it, I was like, like, um, 
it started at like a two or a three out of 10. And for me, it ended at a six or even a seven, um, maybe even like a 7.5. I thought that um, after the point where she got murdered, it was everything from there was good. Everything up to that to me was boring. And everything after that, when Paul Giamatti became the main character and we're following him and he's having like, it looked like it was fun for Paul Giamatti to be a like detective man for a minute there. It looked like he was having a good time. Especially his final scene. Yeah, yeah, I, I would agree that like Paul Giamatti was the best part of this film, uh, and a lot of the sessions that deal with him are good. It's just a lot of it. There was cheap. there there was a severe lack of magic in this movie about magicians. <laughs> like <laughs> you hit the nail on the head of why I didn't like it when I was a kid. Yeah, well, yeah, it was. Well, a lot of the reveals are like. Magicians. It's a machine, which kind of is the reveal of uh, the prestige. But this is, it's not as compelling in this. I don't know. Yeah, uh, that's the other problem with this movie is like the reveal is like the, like, yeah, the reveal is not nearly as cool as the stuff in uh, the prestige. It's no, it's no, I cloned myself a hundred times. Yeah, but also like the music. I found the music was a real letdown in this movie. Whoa! It it just it did not. I found on the scenes like the reveal and stuff. It oh, just did man. not hit in the way that it should have. I was gonna gut it. What there were parts where it, where it was a little in Congress. I was gonna gush over the Philip Glass. Philip Glass is is so good. Is so good. But yeah, I can see how how it would be in Congress in this. Yeah, like I think like the music, like the music by itself is fine. It's just like a lot of the moments in the film, the music just doesn't hit the way it needs to. Uh, which would make an underwhelming scene even more underwhelming. Like that whole reveal at the end, like I don't know, that did not invoke any emotions in me at all. Like, no, it was it's just like it's very cheap. I had already kind of guessed part of it, and then when they just do it all at the end, like the way they did, I was just kind of like, yeah, okay, like that that happened. But you like mysteries too, so I can see the the way they did the reveal and like flashbacks. You know, it's not that satisfying. Well, and like the clues they dropped weren't super like I don't know, like it just wasn't like the prestige was really interesting in how it was structured. Um, similar to this movie, starting with kind of like the crime and then going backwards, but. I don't know. Like the love story wasn't at nearly that compelling. I I don't think Edward Norton was very good in this movie. I no. thought he was incredibly. I was going to bring that up. He was like a wooden board. Like especially yes. that scene where he's talking to his manager. I was just thinking like you uh, weren't even acting. You're just kind of like mumbling. What's going on? Well, and compare the scene where, yeah, he goes like, uh, "Just enjoy the show tonight." To the nearly exact same scene in The Prestige, where Hugh Jackman, I, I'm pretty sure, is like no, I don't want you backstage. I want you front. Like, night and day. Like, night and day in terms of the delivery and the emotions that are evoked. Um, yeah, the, the the acting was so flat, which made the love story just torturously <laughs> Oh, my God. I, I It didn't help this movie that I already, when we started watching it, I was a little tired. I I oh, I kind of wish I had a lack of a lack of respect enough that I would just gone to sleep because Jesus it was bad. Uh, it, it it just couldn't grab my attention 
in like any way i just was constantly just like okay so what why should i care <laughs> magic effects suck there's not enough magic tricks the mystery sucks like the the crown prince being a dick was pri the crown prince being a dick and giamatti were like the best parts yeah i mean it's edward norton's go-to is no emotion it's just kind of all he does so it was not not it's just yeah you don't get any anything worthwhile out of it well especially like after when he's playing a guy who's pretending that he's lost everything yeah like that's the worst directorial advice you could give to edward norton like have, like have act emotion. like you don't care yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so the way i normally act act like you've given up on acting <laughs> but yeah it just I, I yeah like the way and the like filter that they have over almost everything to yeah make it the, old timey the sepia tone that always makes me think that they're shooting in mexico because that's what they do in fucking modern day Mm -hmm. this movie would be better if it was shot in mexico <laughs> every single time there was like a daytime scene and i'm just like oh there's the mexico sapia tone good yeah once is you cross the border is that why it looked so uh, like for a period piece that's supposed to look very magnificent it was kind of like drab the whole time it was it was pretty that? dull it it, it seemed like a lot of the set stuff seemed to lack detail i thought well, compared to like, uh, oh man, you remember we were looking at the those clips from uh, Barry Lyndon the other day. Yeah, like that's yeah. famous for for being sumptuous, but like, or even I mean, compared to the Prestige, how was that? I, I don't remember really the. Uh, the so the, the thing about the Prestige is like, it really captures both the magnificence of that period, but also the dirtiness. So like mm -hmm. when they when he does like uh, at one point, uh, Christian Bale does a show at like a kind of a dirty bar. And you really get get the feeling of it, like it has shots out on the street and then on the inside, and just the way the patrons are all arrayed. And it's like it, it really gets a sense of like busyness and like that these places are being used. Whereas I constantly was feeling with this movie, like with its set design, it was just too bare. And maybe that's just me being unfair to it. Like like we did watch this movie right after the Prestige, which like is a really really good movie. And yeah. done by a very talented director with an incredible cast. So, like, it's a little unfair. But yeah, at the same time... Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, it's just like, I mean, like, they came out the exact same year. It's kind of what yeah. you're supposed to do. Actually, yeah, I did, I did kind of forget they came out the same year. Like, you're... One of them definitely wanted you to, to look at the other <laughs> to some extent. Yeah, so this, like, this movie just lacked in so many areas in what it was trying to do like and also it was trying to do so much it's like here's a love story here's a mystery here's a you know like there's all these things like also it's about magic but we're only gonna have like two tricks maybe three uh which was underwhelming we didn't see how the butterflies worked no he only asked about the orange tree yeah uh and he's but also it's just it's just like we're going to get edward norton to learn sleight of hand so that he can perform two sleight of hand tricks and stand next to like 20 cgi tricks 
also like the whole so they open up with him being arrested yeah and it's like well look into his past and then there's just like the transition from the present into the past was so rough like it, it felt so ham-fisted like it was like a <laughs> that's like minute two it's yes like, that's amazing temper's like off board. like yeah it was boring i get you <laughs> Some say the old magician disappeared. Some say the tree disappeared. That's yeah. my favorite part of the movie. Oh. Them just being like, we don't fucking know, but fuck. We're pretty sure there was a man and or tree, but not now. I think that was the most interestingly done part of the movie was them being like, some say the man then vanished. Some say the tree vanished too. And that just like pops out of existence. I would be down for an entire movie of that. So, so that was fine. The way they transitioned into it felt so ham-fisted where it's like, didn't you look into who he is? And he's like, why, yes, yes, we did. It's like, well, look there. We will. Flashback sequence. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, I just, yeah, I just thought the way the transition was done was really bad, but in the flashback, like with like him meeting the thing, I what I appreciated was the almost like fairy tale quality of it all. I wish it was more like that. Yeah, like like much more like mysterious, where it's like nobody really knows much about him, and here's all the differing stories that. Uh, like it'd be kind of cool to even have like an anthology type series about a magician that's just a whole bunch of that, of oh, like tall tales yeah. and differing interpretations of what they did that day. Man. would be cool i was i was like who directed this thing uh and it's a guy called neil Berger, and i've <laughs> never heard of him before and if you look him up on wikipedia he looks kind of like giga chad okay and all of his movies are trash which is the giga chad <laughs> thing to do makes bad movie releases in theaters um, gets bad reviews does not elaborate Please. The Illusion, uh, The Illusionist, The Lucky Ones, Limitless, Divergent. Oh, he did the Divergent movie. Mm-hmm. Lucky him. But yeah, it's 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 weird. It's a weird uh, film. It feels weird to watch. Yeah, it, it it just it was it was really long. But it also, at the same time, feels like not a whole lot happens at certain points. Like, he does that same ghost trick six times. It's like, that's all he does. And then there's like, hey, guys, I'm a fraud. And then everybody shows yeah. up again. And it's just like, what? I wonder what the short story is like. I wonder, because I'm I'll, I'm sure there are part like there have to be parts that aren't in that. And I wonder what they are. I wonder if there's no love story. Yeah, I don't know what I don't know what the short story would be then. Just just this magician tricking a prince into shooting himself for no reason. That'd be Hell pretty yeah. actually That'd be awesome. A big based <laughs> magician. <laughs> String of suicides rocks the rocks royalty of a nation. That's an anime. That is an anime right there. <laughs> magician that goes around like tricking you into killing yourself that's a good villain god damn (laughs) write that down for D&D that's good (laughs) but he's so popular you like you know you can't get rid of him so like the king hires you and he's like this guy is coming in two months I need you guys to figure out this trick yeah 
Yeah, like there there were like kernels of good ideas in this movie. Like stuff like trying to figure out the tricks on the side of the detectives, which is something that did have now you see me, then they do like a bit of that. There's a Morgan Freeman's character was like basically like I figured all the tricks. Wasn't he and, on the inside secretly the whole time though? That was the second movie. Yeah. The second yeah, but... movie reveals like, yeah, no, no, actually he was he was like down with it the whole time. Yeah, so doesn't that undo everything from the first? No, 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 don't question it. Don't think about so it. Anymore. Well. No, you, they're, they, they're, they're, they're separate movies. You don't you don't watch them together. They take place in separate timelines. Connor Connor forced me to watch that movie, and I, I think probably remembers how like salty I was and am about watching it. <laughs> oh come Before on, it's not that bad. Still, it's a lot of fun. Like I'd rather watch Now You See Me over this movie. It's oh, just definitely. one of those it's things that, fun. that, like, I don't like, uh, in the same way that cringy stuff bothers you, Tabridge. Like, I, I'll sit there and I'll watch it, and there is a way that I'll enjoy it, but like, it makes my skin crawl. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I get what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In the same way, like, yeah, like when I watch, like I was telling you earlier today, it's like when I watch like cringy stuff, it's like I'm not saying that it's bad, but it is not to my taste at all. And it just makes me uncomfortable. And, uh, yeah, I, I gotta, like, leave the room. Like, I think it was, uh, uh, I was over at Spencer's place, and he's like, hey, everybody want to watch I Think You Should Leave? And I was like, please, dear God, I will, I will leave. And then you left. <laughs> yeah, like, I, like, I, like, there's very few things that I, like, hard veto, and that was one of them where I'm just like, no, I refuse, I'm sorry. But... Yeah, this movie, like, there, yeah, there's, like, interesting ideas here, but none of them are, like, fully realized or fully explored or given, like, enough time. Like, the detective stuff, too little. The magician stuff, too little. Love story. Edward Norton sucks at <laughs> acting in a love story. <laughs> I'm sorry, Edward Norton, I like you, but uh, not, not in this movie. I like him too, but I don't know if I've actually ever seen him give a good performance. I'm trying to think about what I've seen him in now. Oh, apparently he's going to be in Knives Out too. The the rumor is that he's like impossible to work with, and he like takes yes. over every production he's in. Yes, I don't. I didn't. I did. I thought that was more than just a rumor from how. Oh, that's just pervasive that's just, it is. That's just how it works. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it, to my understanding, he's just he's very difficult to work with. Which is probably why he just doesn't give anything on on screen. That's kind of like a type. Like that's that, that's the Bruce Willis too, right? Hmm. Is Bruce Willis difficult to work with? Um, late Bruce Willis is. Oh, okay. Yeah, I could I, I could see that. I think he like shows up for the money. Oh, a lot of those older action guys kind of just like you know they're just there. To, that's that's um. I'm stealing someone else's joke, but like that's the whole device of the expendables is um, it's all shot in such a way that uh, every speaking line is like someone standing in a doorway and saying something so that you can have like, you know, each person show up for one day and like just film all their things and cut it. Uh, (laughs) I've never, I haven't watched any of those movies. It's everything is like in cameos. I like this, this movie had very good mustaches yes mm. yes I, I agree with that several times in this movie i was like that and and like background people and they were real mustaches too it was like that's that man that's that old man's real mustache i bet 
Yeah, like a lot, like their costuming in this movie, I thought was very good. Like everybody's outfits looked like pretty nice, seemed like period appropriate and so yeah. on. Still kind of drab, though. I don't know. Something about, like, even when they were, like, going, like, there was a scene where they were trotting up to a castle in a carriage, and I was like, like, it still isn't. Yeah. <sighs> there is something that I uh, I read a really long time ago, which was um, oftentimes background characters' costumes are more period appropriate than the main actors because they reuse uh, background actors' costumes between productions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, interesting. Yeah. Whereas they custom make them for the main actors, they'll just like hire background actors and give them, you know, the period piece clothes that they have. Yeah. That makes sense. Right. Like we're a costume department. This is all of our 1880s to 1900s stuff. So throw that shit on. Yeah. Like for, like for example, when they pan over the crowd in the theater, like Mm -hmm. all those costumes are on point. Yeah. They're like, wow. You know? No, no. Well, but that's like the whole movie, right? But like, yeah. I was just saying, like, like excluding the, like the thing, like, like just the costumes by themselves, look like decent enough. It's just the way that they fit into the whole movie, and I think like the lighting too has a part of this. Like, just yeah, there's there's very little in the way of like wow factor in this movie. Even like like the tricks, like like I think about how the tricks are presented in the Prestige. And it's really cool. And in this movie, the tricks just lacked any kind of impact. There's like no showmanship. There's no. Well, he just reaches at his hand, and does like a ultimate power. Yeah, yeah it it's very kind of like yeah. Just hovers his hand without talking, or if he does talk, it's just very monotone. Yeah. The only yelling you get is from the prince. It's probably why the prince is so so good in this movie. It's just because he's the only one having any, any emotion. emotion. Yeah. Also, he's the hero. He's a what, sorry? He's default the hero. He killed the villain. <laughs> yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. He wins the movie. He wins the movie. He wins. Yeah, when I think about it, actually, like, he is, like, the only one who shows any emotion in the movie. Pretty much. You get a little bit of Paul Giamatti, like, you get a little Paul Giamatti face action that is yeah. just yeah. for you, the audience. That's nice. Yeah. There's, I can't remember what it is. There's one scene where he does, like, a little, yeah. And I'm like, haha, Paul Giamatti, you're my friend in this in this movie. Well, and like his his like fit like his reaction to him figuring out everything at the end, like that yeah. was cool. Mm-hmm. Even though the rest of that scene was very underwhelming. Hey, hey, hey! Just because Beale's ass is massive in that is <laughs> is completely whelming. I am totally whelmed by that. <laughs> <laughs> and the shot of all the hills it's just like i don't know i i found like bits of the reveal kind of goofy of just like haha we're so in love now and we're free and i'm just like yeah, all right none of this feels earned but like it's cool it's just like a weird romeo and juliet knockoff yeah yeah, yeah it, it, it is really weird how do they do the corpse i missed that part uh they did the romeo and juliet fake death potion oh straight up yeah. And they had the doctor in on it. I like yeah. how their mystery is one tenth of ten other mysteries. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm like, I, I was just super underwhelmed the whole time. And it's, and it's a long movie for the story it has to tell. Yeah, how long is it? Almost two hours. It was 110? 150, or sorry, an hour fifty. 
Yeah. An hour and 50 minutes. Yes. 110 minutes. Yeah. One, one and a third prehysterias. <laughs> rather watch prehysteria. Well, obviously. Well, it's just like we brought up Knight's Tale and I was just like, oh man, I could be watching a good movie instead of this movie. <laughs> like, was my immediate reaction in the chat? Yeah. yeah I mean, well... As we established, if you're going to watch this movie for yourself, uh, start at the horse murder. And it's it's pretty okay. Smash cut, hour yeah. in. Yeah, exactly. All you need to know is that there is an orange tree and 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 he's in love with the princess. There Go. is a tree that maybe disappears and a tree that maybe appears. I the That's reveal all. of like a, mach- a cranky a crank machine is is so underwhelming also yeah. how does that crank machine make the oranges grow yeah 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 how does it make butterflies be able to carry a napkin or whatever yeah i i think that was my other problem with this movie is like the the magic in this movie which, which is funny because i'm going to compare it to the prestige which had actual fucking magic basically <laughs> the the magic that was done in this movie I, I honestly was on the edge of like, is he actually just like got magic powers? Because this seems I don't I don't think anybody could like replicate this. Like, like this I seems... think this movie was going for like he doesn't he's just a really good magician. Whereas the Prestige was going for like we will explain every non actually magic magic trick. Yeah, well, I yeah. like how how I took it in this was it was it seemed to be like the audience is just supposed to accept that he has real magic. Yeah. Like that was just how where it was for most of the movie, and then just suddenly it's just like nah, don't worry about it. It was all tricks. Cause like yeah, it's just like it you it never it never asked the audience to question his magic. Not like the Prestige where you were. It's just like it's just like how how fake is this? How real is this? What exactly is happening? Like we know it's we know it's supposed to be stage magic in the Prestige, so seeing how they managed to do the things is interesting whereas this is just like yeah the audience has never asked to do anything like you're not asked to partake in this movie at all yeah <laughs> this isn't for you no that's the tagline this is for <laughs> this was for sundance and that was it and, and so, as we all know sundance is a mistake i can't imagine this won anything or much uh well, let's find out Big reveal: Tepper does not like Philip Glass. You know, like like I said, like, I'm not I'm not going after his music by itself, but I oh, think it's a it was thing. A poor choice for this movie. It all sounds the same. It's like Tepper doesn't like music. It goes. <laughs> Philip Glass heads are going crazy. That's a good Philip Glass joke. <laughs> it's literally all he does. Tipper will put on any random Philip Glass track after this recording. He'll be like, damn. It's just syncopated going up and down. Listen, if Philip Glass stands don't like it, they can send me hate mail. I will gladly tell them that they're stupid. I think it wins nothing. Good. So yeah, this movie this movie hit theaters two months before the prestige. Earned a nomination for Academy Award for Best Cinematography, losing to Pan's Labyrinth. Correct. Pan's Labyrinth was beautiful, though. Like, fuck. 
Yeah, I have not seen Pan's Labyrinth, so I cannot comment on that. But... Put it on the list! Holy shit. <laughs> um, uh, Attention Weebs, in June 2020, a Japanese musical adaptation. Oh, God. <laughs> what? Uh, of, of what? Of this. Okay. That was oh, it was God. it was this or Pan's Labyrinth. I wasn't sure which. I'll watch it. Oh, I'm it's it's on it's it's stage and uh it's on hold because um the star died in January. Rip. Rip oh, damn. Rip Poor the man. star. So I think like the best part of this like well one of the best parts of this movie was definitely the scene where uh the prince invites him to his like private party or whatever. Yeah. And he proceeds to like they they each try to dab on each other. Yeah, that that was actually cool. More of that, please. That was like an L5R scene. And like that's part of what was so fun in the prestige is like they kept just fucking measuring dicks against oh each other. Oh my god, it, that was it led to so much death and pain. I mean, I still think about like that fucking bird scene where they sabotage the uh Yeah. Get the bird like and then of course with the bullet scene. God, they were awful people. Well but Christian Bale and Hugh Jackman, like, I don't know if they have chemistry or something, but, like, they're both maniacs. Like, they're both, like, good actors, you know? And they'll mm-hmm. do it, like... They'll show emotion. Yeah, 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 yeah. They'll show yeah. emotion. Also, it helped that the Prestige had, like, good foreshadowing and, like, interesting themes. This had interesting themes. Like what? Uh, oranges. Uh, yeah, Time, yeah, space. Um, g- g- ghosts. <laughs> hey guys, I'm a fraud. I've been lying to you this whole time. Zero consequences. Show up to the show the next time he's at the police station. Alright, what was the point of that scene then? Oh my god, it's even... Neil Berger is even more of a Chad than I thought. He also wrote this fucking thing. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. You know, A for effort, I guess. These are oh, these are boring plot keywords. Hit hit us. Yeah, go drop it on. Magician, Austria, eighteen nineties, told in flashback, unrequited love. Is that uh, it? That's too bad. I mean, there's lots of other, but oh, it's just okay, like okay, illusionist, okay. duchess, illusionist, illusion, cheering crowd. How many variations of illusion can we get into this? Lock it with photograph. Beggar letter castle some these are some people don't know what plot keywords are butterfly cult film little boy little girl written by director oh man connor i i want to get a uh synthesizer like a like a organ like a low organ and just do a beat and just get ivan to read these <laughs> like I would listen to that album, right? Yeah, you and me both would just be like illusionist, little boy, ghost, ghost boy, little girl, ghost boy, illusion, illusionist, illusioner. <laughs> that would be very good. Nobody who's specified if any of these plot keywords are relevant has has said that ghost is a relevant keyword. Well, we don't know. It was a mm. trick. Yeah, but that's what he claimed. 
two out of two people found magician relevant to this movie. One, and then one out of one found Austria it was, relevant. It was, it was a trick within a trick. Did any of you like? I've seen this before, so I had an inkling. But like, did any of you think that she was dead when she was dead? Uh, I had also seen it before, as I found out, and had forgotten. Uh, I I thought maybe. Um, like I thought it could go either way. Either it was he, this movie's poorly written, or even more poorly written than I thought, and he got found out and she died, or he got her seen on purpose so that he could do this setup. I I just didn't want to assume the intelligence of this movie at any point. How how long was it between, like the final, the train scene and the murder? And her murder? Yeah. Uh, had to have been months. Did nobody clean that horse stall? I was no. thinking about that too. Like when he no, goes back, it's like it's a perfectly good. It's a perfectly good stall. Hasn't been used in months. It's fine. Like there are definitely, and I can imagine back then, like you would just throw more in there. But like eventually, you're gonna have to clean that. Like probably at least like once a month. I mean, it was only ever used for her horse, which stopped being there once she died at this hunting lodge. Also, I love like he literally sees it in the in the hay and he's like, uh, best not take the 30 seconds to go pick that up. OK, it took me a bit, but I went through all of the producers of the movie and found out which crash it was. Well, don't tell us. <laughs> it was like. I refuse to the know. second the second last producer on the fucking list. <laughs> I refuse to acknowledge that link. <laughs> the link above it is a short story if anyone cares. It also appears to be a dead link. Oh no, it downloaded it. I see. The PDF? Yeah, it just downloaded the PDF. Yeah, it's a PDF. It's a PDF. A PDF? Bidoof. Bidoof day. <laughs> 20 pages. Yeah. I was going to ask. I'm you like, could have made two lot. movies out of that. Oh, little tiny pages, too. Yeah, I'll read this. I'll read this shit. I'll read this shit and I'll tell you what's going on. All right. We, you, uh, whoever wants to read it, you get kind of a mini book report on the next uh, intermission. Oh, I was going to say the next, the rest of the episode is a uh, narrated reading of uh, <laughs> the it's Illusionist short public story. Public domain, I think. Oh, no, it's 90s. Nope. This oh, is yeah, one. it's absolutely not in the public domain, then. God, who's going to go after us for a narrative reading of the Illusionist yeah, not this, short story? Not this guy. Not this uh, period uh, piece writer. It's just going to be the rest of the recording is just like uh, me scratching my beard and like scrolling my mouse wheel as I read it. (laughs) Shauna, please keep in the uh, mouse scrolling and the beard scratching. Man, Shauna's warned me about the beard scratching and every once in a while I'll catch myself and I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm talking and I'm scratching. This is bad. (laughs) It's bad for editing. Sorry, Shauna. Did any of you get, did any of you guys ever learn any magic tricks? You ever try to do any magic tricks? Yes. No. Yeah, I I I, I should have put money on what you were gonna say. 
Uh, but yeah, no, that, that's a no for me. Um, I had some like really cheap magic, like like little kits. Yeah, I think I had similar, but I I could never make any of them work. Yeah. So apparently, uh, apparently it was supposed to be Liv Tyler in this movie, which means we would have just had the Incredible Hulk movie a second time. Oh. I hope she would do her same delivery of not speaking any audible words. I don't think Liv Tyler would. Um, Liv Tyler's such a weird actress. Yeah. I don't know how to feel about Liv Tyler. I mean, I mean, Lord of the Rings is like the fucking perfect role for her. Oh yeah, yeah. Because yeah. she seems like she's from another planet. Yeah. <laughs> now I want to watch Armageddon. <laughs> Why would you want to? Because yeah. she's in that. Yeah. Oh, is she the girlfriend in that? Yeah, she is. Yeah. She's the, um, she's the reason for the movie. Yeah, love interest. I would have had this with any other uh main lead and it would have been a million times better. Yeah, I I, I agree. Like yeah, like, I even think... people I don't like like Tom Cruise. Yeah, I, I think Edward Norton's acting really hurt this movie a lot because like this movie's like weak and it wouldn't have been amazing even with somebody better. But somebody better would have really like elevated a lot of the scenes that were like felt really bad to watch mm-hmm. yeah i mean i imagine he did what the director wanted but the director's wrong <laughs> like it's like you get you get the performance out of norton you you wanted here probably but why did you want this yeah well, like like the love scenes were so weak they're so so weak and then his like grief after the fact, talking to the assistant, the like on stage stuff was really what, like boring. What was that weird sex scene fact? Oh, uh, kerosene. That it, yeah, kerosene lamps. Yeah, the entire sex scene was lit by kerosene lamps, so they had to like air out the room after every shot, every take. Why? That did Ambiance. nothing. That didn't. That. Did was that worth it for you guys? Like, did you guys notice? Like, it was dark. I noticed nothing. I was incredibly bored at that point, so I was just like, "You could have given me any kind of like yellow orange diffused light, and I wouldn't have cared." Yeah, they have no problem with like doing digital like uh, color effects after on every other part of this movie. It's weird to be like, we used lamps and we had to stop. And if you've ever been around kerosene lamps, like I was saying in the chat, they're greasy. Like you end up with like a film, you know, if you're in like an area with a lot of kerosene lamps. And that's what like ceilings were like all like, you know, covered in soot basically because people would smoke inside and just like your lamps were burning oil and stuff. Gross time. According to this piece of trivia, there was a third magic related movie from 2016. Or sorry, 2006. Oh, right. Scoop? Yep. Which also has Hugh Jackman and Scarlett Johansson. No. Yep. Wild. That is wild. I hope Hugh Jackman has a billion dollars from all these dumb fucking movies he's done. The plot information does not make it sound like it has anything to do with magic, but I guess that's... It's not the driving force like these two, the other two. But apparently it's there. It is rated worse than The Illusionist. Wild. 
Apparently people actually liked The Illusionist better than they liked The Prestige, and they are wrong. I don't know what there is to like. Yeah. I can see not liking The Prestige. Like, if you're yes. not paying attention, you're going to lose everything. And even then, you may or may not enjoy what's getting delivered, but... Yeah, The Prestige is definitely something I can... If somebody said, like, I don't like it, I'd be like, hell yeah. But if somebody was like, I like The Illusionist better than The Prestige, I'd go like, but why? But why, though? Because <laughs> yeah. Sean ended up watching The Prestige afterwards and didn't really enjoy it. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. It's, not, it's not really your kind of movie. What if I really like guys sitting in chairs, kind of holding their arm out? <laughs> the only good part of that movie was the hallway. Hallway's yeah, good. we didn't mention the hallway. The hallway. Oh, yeah, yeah, was... the hallway at the hunting lodge. A lot of people refusing to take their cigarette or their pipe out of their mouth to talk or uh, do anything. Just like let it hang out the side of your mouth. That's kind of a, you know, power move. Yeah. Yeah, that that deer hallway was uh, was really good. Also, the prince just man, fuck the sky, gunshot, fuck that bush over there, another gunshot. That that was another weird scene. That's a very cliche. Like that's in a million yeah. movies. You know, like you go see the villain where he's like shooting a gun. The only reason it's notable is because it makes no sense of where he's shooting and why he's shooting. <laughs> Like, like scenes in other movies would have like, uh, like the, the disc shooter or whatever. And like, it'd be a way for the villain to show off their skills or have some kind of competition going. Or pheasants. Like he could be releasing birds, you know, like they just have a cage, release birds. That's something they would do. Shooting at glass orbs in Edward Norton's hand. <laughs> but in, I instead, mean... sorry, go ahead. Uh, he's. I mean, he's just looking at the clouds and imagining they're his dad and shooting at them. <laughs> Take that, dad. Um, okay, so here's here's a slight spoiler for the um, short story, but apparently the movie adds a fictionalized version of the Meyerling incident, which is, according to my Wikipedia, a series of events surrounding the apparent murder-suicide pack of Rudolf, Crown Prince of Austria, and his lover, Marie Freyen von Wetzera. They were found dead on 30 January 1889 in an Imperial hunting lodge in Meierling. Uh, Rudolf was married to Princess Stephanie of Belgium and was the only son of Emperor Franz Joseph and Empress Elizabeth and was the heir apparent to the throne of Austro-Hungary. So that's cool. Neat. I don't know why they did that, but they did that. Hey, you know what? Good for him. He dodged a bullet down the line. No, he didn't. That's explicitly what he did. <laughs> I said down the line. He speed ran. someone else. <laughs> he speed ran the <laughs> end of the monarchy. Yeah, it was just like... Yep. I'm kind of, I'm kind of, yeah, I'm kind of out of thoughts. Oh, God. I thought I was like, oh no, did my internet cut out? <laughs> no, no, I was I like... My internet died. Well, okay, so I was thinking, I was thinking about something, <laughs> but I was like, how many different ways can I say this movie is boring while still remaining interesting? I was Pepper like, stops. I, I got nothing new to add about this ba -ba 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 -ba. Tops. Let us sit in a chair quietly for ten minutes, hold our hand out, and summon Tepper's Tops. I went to Tepper's Tops, the last place that he, the illusionist had been seen. Like, whatever the inane, like, Paul Giamatti uh, uh, would just talk to you sometimes. And you're like, whoa, where'd that come Thanks, from? Thanks, buddy. Paul Giamatti was a treat.
Yeah, he he was quite good. Some say the magician disappeared. Some say Tepper's tops did. <laughs> All right, the illusionist. Yeah. Mm. Tepper's top season two. Tepper's tubes. Um. Okay, so this might change, but I think put it in the number five slot. Wow. Better than Indian in the cupboard. And I would actually just agree worse with that. than prehysteria. What's up? I would actually agree with this rating. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, I have trouble arguing with that. Because, like, my thing is, like, cats, after your first watch, cats' value as a thing to watch just plummets. Because, like, oh, you've, yeah. had, you've had the weird experience. Like, it's there. It's cool. You got it's a cesspool in your brain forever. Yeah. You, can, you know, when people talk about cats, you can say, oh, yes, I, I watched that once. It sucked. And then everybody can move on. Um, and you didn't cover it had some neat stuff going for it, but as, as a whole, I'm just like, Ugh. Interesting. Um, the villain, the prince. Prince is the villain. I think his name's Leopold? Uh, yes, Crown, Crown prince. prince Leopold. Crown Prince Leopold. Hmm. Straight to the top. Straight to the middle-ish. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Some of the other builds on this are kind of forgettable. I mean, yeah. I mean, I feel like he probably beats out Indian and Cupboard again here. I would. If he got more yeah. screen time, he like he's perfectly good. He's just not there for a lot of it. Yeah, I, I'd agree with that. Um, because yeah, I'm thinking like I'm like really reconsidering a lot of stuff with like Indian and Cupboard. Where I'm just like, wait, it's that high up? Jeez. I mean, to be fair, we've seen seven movies. <laughs> Ooh, this is our seventh. I think replace, yeah, the Indian in the Cupboard villain with the Crown Prince and put Indian in the Cupboard at the bottom. Oh, jeez. Moving and shaking. Slightly difficult. There we go. Yeah. Might reconsider this one, but like... I mean, that movie doesn't really have a villain, so... It's yeah, and, and like... You know, I, like I always, I always try to add an asterisk to whenever, like I'm rating these stuff of like as time goes on, the older the movie is in the list. God, I'm decimating the ratings. Yeah, I was just gonna say you're giving it all to Connor. Like, <laughs> it's, just, it's just the era of Connor right now. The redemption arc is in full swing. Finally, Connor's bringing good movies, good villains. Like, hell yeah, hell good movies yeah. like The Illusionist. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, let's not actually. I'm, I'm gonna pull back my statement a little bit. Mostly, it's brought good movies. Finally, like, Connor great is bringing... movies like Cats. And yeah, and the illusion is. I mean, the secret is just to be on every movie like yeah. Connor is. <laughs> I'm not on two of them. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I think that Connor's secret is bring the best movie, and then whatever else the hell you want. Yeah. I mean, you're on everything except the middle most and the second worst. So. Yeah, I'm on five of the seven movies. Yeah, because like you, you locked in the number one spot in the in season one, and just like it never let go. And then from there, your rating just kept going up and up and up. Yeah, it's redemption arc, man. Yeah. <sighs> I wish there was a business dad. 
Yeah. I would love the breath of fresh air that a business dad would bring into this film. Yeah. I suppose there's there, the I suppose there's the emperor, but there's we never met him. The emperor business dad. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, who do you want to list? Nobody. Who d- Paul Giamatti. <laughs> Yeah, Paul Giamatti. Oh, I was going to suggest we list Don Bluth, but okay, Paul Giamatti. <laughs> <laughs> Don Bluth is already again. listed. We can listen Ignore our, uh, the prestige people we want to list. <laughs> Make no comment about it. <laughs> Alright, we can list Paul Giamatti. Uh, and then... They Ghost were kids. Boy. Is it Edward Norton? Is it them as kids? Is it the ghost kids? Yeah, them as kids, yeah. Oh man, I kind of wanted the ghost children. No, it's Cabinet mm. Boy and uh, Horse Girl. I suppose that's their explanation for why he can do all these mechanical feats, because he like knows how to do cabinetry. I, I guess. Also, his dad uh, yeah. like, hated him. Like His dad was like, work on these legs while I just brush fucking sawdust into your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> also, that table was a bad cabinet fair but like i don't know you have a pretty fancy cabinet back then maybe not with an orange tree coming out of it or a butterfly i don't know his non-stage name because it's not what no why would you i think it's edward norton i believe his i believe his (laughs) character name in this they just want to make it uh mr uh yeah neil berger wanted to make it real easy i'm pretty sure it was it was not quite edward i believe but it was very, very close. Well, I guess we gotta watch it again. No. <laughs> no, we're not watching it again. Oh, Tepper. You don't control this trunk. Edward Abramovich. His name was Edward. Interesting. I thought it was slightly off. I only know this because I looked up uh, Inspector Ool's lines when he arrested him. <laughs> Inspector Ool sounds like a like a like a He-Man villain or something. I don't know. Hmm. No, nah, He-Man villain would be like Ulio or something. Uh, I don't know. Inspector Ool sounds like uh, is a good moniker. Man, Raiden is gonna fucking wreck shop this bracket. Oh yeah, it's not even close. <laughs> I'm just like looking at all these kids, and then it's like, and Raiden. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna he's gonna kill all the kids and then go like ha ha ha. The recording should just be us introducing them and then just us playing the Mortal Kombat theme on a loop and dancing <laughs> for an hour. <laughs> just put that out as the Patreon. Like the next most bonus. adult character is Mistopheles. Yeah, who also controls lightning. Yeah, who's probably like five years old. And is a cat. And is a <laughs> compared to a god. <laughs> I know, I got Dark Horse Brisbee kids. They they got fu- a shot full of LSD super super mouse brain. I, I, I got faith in them. Yeah, this is quite the quite the grouping. Yeah, it's gonna be a massacre. I forgot about JFK kid. Good old JFK kid. That's how I should have read the Meyerling incident. Uh <laughs> In 1889, JFK attended the Meyerling <laughs> Hunting Lodge. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think we're done here. I 
I think we, I think yeah. we've given you people enough. Oreo agrees. Blood. Well, yeah. See, uh, rating time. I am going to rate this. Uh, I'm going to rate this like a, a a yearly stall cleaning when you really should be doing it daily. <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna rate this like three magic tricks out of like the probably thousands that a magician should know. Um, I rate this movie zero magic balls in the movie out of one on the cover. Uh, I rate this movie one uh dead prince out of zero dead duchesses. As always, I've been your host, Ivan. I'm Chris. I'm Connor. And I'm Tepper. And a special thanks to 8 Jazz for the use of our theme song. You can find them on YouTube or follow the link in the description. Downloadable Zebras is a dedicated group of friends that make independent content. If you want to support us and ensure that we stay ad-free, go to patreon.com slash downloadablezebras. For $3 a month, you'll get bonus shows and access to the special patrons-only section of our Discord. Thanks for listening.